Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, folks. Troy Dooley, the host of the Beachside CEO, coming to you today from the Emerald Coast in the panhandle of Florida. Phenomenal weather down here. Watching the people come and play is remarkable. You can hear, <laughs> excuse me, you can hear the Beachside CEO around the world on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice of Positive Powered Radio. We're in a series. It's it's from a, a book series that Dr. Henry Cloud, who's a New York best-selling uh, writer, he wrote the book Boundaries. You can read his series is called The Secret Things of God. And if you're new to our show, we're not we're not going to get into some heavy spiritual you know type stuff. That's just named his series. This one book is called The Law of Happiness: How Spiritual Wisdom and Modern Science Can Change Your Life. And it's amazing to me, we were watching the numbers just break through the roof yesterday when we started this new series. I guess it was on Monday now, wasn't it? So was that yesterday? No, today's Wednesday. So it was two days ago. And we were just blown away at how many people. I mean, you, it just it's amazing. Happiness is so much, we're thriving to find it. When I first did this series, somebody said, well, Troy, I don't see how modern science has anything to do with happiness. That's a spiritual issue. Well, to a certain degree it is, but science, maybe you didn't know this, but it literally backs up the Bible. It's amazing to me when I see what's written in the Bible, and then I see what science says, and it's like, wow, man, this stuff actually coincides with each other. Today we're in chapter 3. Happy people are not lazy, especially about happiness. See, too many people just get wrapped up into making excuses. Oh, we can just make excuses I'm reading another book. It's called uh, Soul Detox. I'm doing it with my men's accountability group. And how just desensitized we become to society to where we don't even realize what it is we're saying or doing. And I thought, man, that is crazy. Dr. Henry Cloud opens up this chapter. He says, as a kid, I remember watching an episode of the comedy show Hee Haw, where two of the farmer-type guys were lying around on the ground, back to back, chewing on pieces of hay and just watching time go by. One of them said something to the other about a beautiful woman who had walked by. He was struck by how pretty she was and described her to his friend. The second one, not moving or turning around, responded something like this. Wow, wish I was looking that way. Huh, think about that for a minute. I'm sure that during that time period it probably got a hilarious laugh, but here's the simple fact. The guy was too lazy to turn around and enjoy the view of a beautiful woman. Laziness. See, that's what gets me. But how many times do we take the same attitude or behavior and we play it out in our day-to-day lives? See, it's not funny when you get to that point. I have people all the time that say to me, Troy... We just don't see how you get done what you get done. Of course, I say the same thing to my wife, who has homeschooled our kids, had a successful writing career, takes our girls to gymnastics. I mean, the list goes on and on. So I understand where the thought comes from. What I don't understand is why you wouldn't, why you don't work. See, from the time I was 17 years old, got on a bus on January 13, 1982. My day hasn't really changed much. I get up about the crack of dawn, and I go to bed after the sun goes down. 
And I make sure that in that time period I put in eight hours of work, spend time with the family, love on my wife and the kids, do what needs to be done spiritually, take time out to, to talk with friends that might need help. I'm able to give back to the community. It's because we're dedicated and focused to a mission. We live one of the most happiest lives. 25 years we've been married. We've raised six kids. We're raising three granddaughters. I mean, just the other day, Paige thought she was pregnant again. We don't lay around being lazy. I can guarantee you that. There's no time to wish something would happen. You better get out there and make hay while the sun shines. You want your life to be different? Then basically it's up to you. Now, don't get me wrong. There are people that have severe clinical depression, and it actually immobilizes them where they can't do anything. It goes beyond paralysis of analysis. They just flat freak. They need professional help. And I'm not talking to these kind of people today, and I want you to know that. If there's somebody in your family like that, this is not directed to them. If you're listening today and you're like this, this is this this hour that we're on the on the show here is not directed at you. But basically there's going to be two types of people that are going to be listening to this. Those that are thriving to better themselves, they're looking for that personal development and the empowerment to move forward in their purpose in life. And then there's those people that just, oh, man, we love what you're saying, Troy. We're going to go buy Dr. Cloud's book, and then they don't get off their daggum butt and do anything. Those are the types of people that I'm talking to. Proverbs 26:15, just a great, I, I tell you, yeah, it's in the Bible, but it's not. there's nothing really overly spiritual about it. It's just a bunch of Proverbs. Listen to this. The sluggard buries his hand in the dish. He is too lazy to bring it back to his mouth. Too lazy to take a bite of food out of the dish. I have people all the time, this may sound political, so just deal with it. But I get people all the time that say, well, Troy, I, I just, I'd rather have the entitlements that I'm entitled to. I want all those benefits that the government owes me. Nobody owes anybody a daggum thing. This is the land of the free. We're to go out there and kick butt and take names. We're to go out there and build a team, work together change the world Where to be, might be from a waitress might be a chef might be somebody cleaning the sheets at a hotel room might be an entrepreneur but we're all to work together see sluggards don't want to do anything lazy people don't want to do anything you wonder why some people in network marketing make it and some people in network marketing don't it's because some people just bust their daggum butt and don't make excuses they work through the crap in their life they decide they got to change if they want to be different. they got to change if they want to make money. They understand that they don't know it all, and they go out there and they do something about it. Contrast the lazy attitude of people that want somebody else to do it. I, I, I want passive income. I want one of those matrix systems where I get, I get bleed over. Happy people don't do that. Matter of fact, here, here's a good phrase. Dr. Cloud writes this. He says, contrast that attitude and behavior with that of happy people. Those who wake up in the morning and say, good morning, Lord, instead of good Lord, it's morning. See, how we speak to ourselves plays a role in this. 
I was talking on the, the power of the mind one day, and I had a guy call me and say, Troy, you're totally off base. I said, how am I off base? He said, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. There can't be, there can't be all this negative that you're talking about. I said, really? Have you read the Old Testament? So they got an old old prophet in there that kicked butt and took names, and then the nasty queen Jezebel said that she was going to send her gods and, and men after him. He scared him to death. He went up and started crying out to God, Oh, please save me, please save me. Don't tell me you can't have that crap in there. Whoever wrote that fear and faith can't live in the same place is wrong. They're just flat out wrong because it happens all the time. But you've got to be willing to work through that. You should be jumping up every morning and saying, Good morning, Lord. What can I do today to change the world? See, happy people build relationships. They use their talents and ability to achieve their life's mission, their purpose, their objectives. They don't run around life with a passive deal. I don't know why people like passive income. I just want passive income. I don't want to have to work. Paige and I have residual income like crazy that rolls through our doors all the time. And you know what? We had to bust our butt for it. We don't have any passive income. I don't even know what that is. Even my stocks, whenever I'm investing, i got to work those stocks to make that money. See, people don't understand. There is no such thing as passive. You want to go through life passively, then expect to be lazy. Just the way it's going to be. Lazy, 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 and it sucks. But after a while, here's what happens. It becomes a ritual, a lifelong habit, and people start to see it. You start to lose friends. See, happy people are active. They're not passive. They're in their pursuit of life. They're out there trying to figure out how can we change our world one person at a time. It doesn't have a Republican or Democrat or Independent on it. It doesn't have some network marketing title on it. It doesn't have Christian or Buddhist or Muslim on it. It has human being on it. Every person in life was created for a reason. Whether or not you want to pursue that is up to you. That's just a gift. But here's how happy people invest their time. You might want to get out a pen and paper and think about this. Write some of these down. They build deep relationships and community with people. They belong to support groups. They participate in Bible studies. They participate in social clubs. They're out there giving time to very, very good charitable or, or social organizations. They're involved in growth activities. They go and they, they see a coach or a counselor. Or they attend an accountability group. They're constantly pursuing their goals. These are physical, financial, vocation, aviation, I mean, uh, a, a mechanic, whatever it is, they go for it. They know that deep inside there's something they're supposed to be doing. They serve others. They find meaningful way to give their time and talents, whether it's to a soup kitchen or to a homeless shelter like Jeff Foxworthy in Atlanta. They nurture their spiritual life. They devote time to, to spiritual activities, prayer, meditation, Bible studies, etc. They walk the beach praying, thinking. I don't, I don't know how you do it. I'm just telling you how I do it. They exercise and stay healthy. 
in the mornings, I'm usually up by Morgan's Field working out. Then I go over and I have a little breakfast. I come home and do the show. They practice gratitude. They're regularly expressing thanks to, to God and to the people in their community. They pursue activities that they love. They find their passion and pursue them. I just love wood turning. I love making things. I love working on cars. I'm gonna a couple weeks when I get home. I'm gonna be working on Tessa's new car, doing some body work on it. I just love that. I love changing the brakes on my car. Makes me feel like a man. Makes me smell like one later too. They stretch themselves. They look for activities and goals that will push them beyond where they're at. And they're constantly resolving pain and conflict, whether in relationships or in their own souls. See, happy people do not avoid problems, but do what is necessary to heal them. That's how you start to move forward as a happy person. You don't look around for all the glass half full or half empty. You don't worry about what other people say or do or how they might respond to you. It just doesn't matter. The only person in life that really matters, and this is going to sound very simplistic, but at the end of the day, the only thing that counts is your relationship with you and God. In my case, with with me and Jesus Christ. That's all that matters. Eventually, your kids are going to leave you. They're going to disappoint you. Your spouse is going to die. Sometimes I I have this conflict with some preachers because I believe when I got married, it wasn't till death to his part I got married for eternity but eventually you're going to have a, a period in life where there's going to be a void between the two of you until you meet again in eternity the only thing that's constant is the relationship that you have spiritually but see to get to a point where you realize that you've got to push yourself you've got to push yourself to overcome the negative crap that you've grown up with anywhere from 18 years to 100 years for that matter you got to start saying there's something better, there's something different. I can change. You may need to get help. You may have said, Troy, I've tried to change so many times and it just doesn't work. Then go get help. There are reasons there's professionals out there. I was at my immense accountability group this week. And we were talking about soul detox. And what it means to set boundaries in our own lives so that we don't become desensitized. We were talking about MMA fighting and, and R-rated movies, and all that stuff. And some of us guys are pretty desensitized. We live at the beach. We see men and women in in less clothes than they would if they walked around their underwear. And after a while, it just doesn't matter. I mean, I'm in the backyard with my wife and my girls, and they're swimming, and we're having fun, people on the beach. It just doesn't matter anymore. But we also understand that there's a lot of people around that they're not as desensitized to things as we are. And then we started talking about how desensitized we are and the fact that sometimes we might even allow our wives or our, spouse, or our our girls to wear things they might not. Later that day I was on a phone call with somebody else and they said, Troy, I've got a I've got a situation I want you to I want to talk to you about and I said, What is it? He said, It's about smoking weed. I said, Okay, man, let's just plan some time. I'm gonna be out of town until you know, the first week of August, but can we get together? He said, Yeah, I'm in no big hurry, that's fine. See, he's reaching out. He knows he wants happiness in his life, but he's got some conflicts, and he's trying to figure them out. This is the difference between people that are seeking happiness and those that swallow in self-pity constantly. 
See, I'm looking for people that want to change their lives. I don't try to please everybody. I had a guy on my blog the other day say, Troy, you try to make everybody happy. No, I don't. I just try to present the facts, and then y'all got to figure out how to disseminate them. See, at the end of the day, it's not about making other people happy. It's about looking at ourselves and saying, what do I have to do to have that happiness and joy that God wants me to have, that I see people have? You want to know something you can do? And this may sound really weird, but this is what happens when you marry a romance writer. You can watch girly flicks. I don't, I don't mean the naked kind either. I mean the kind that you see on, on the Hallmark Channel. You know, I watch more Hallmark movies. Now, I own stock in the company, and that may be why, too. But you know why? Because I watch them, and they don't, they don't over-blitz out the conflict and the, and the sadness in the movie. They just show that people work through and continue to strive forward what can happen. There's a reason that I do what I do. There's a reason. Everything in my life has purpose. And this may be why I'm a little different than other people. I had a lady stop me in the courthouse the other day. I had to go up there and get my passport. And she said, Mr. Dooley, can I see what you've got on your arms? I said, sure. And she read one of my bracelets and said, I am second. She goes, what's that mean? I said, that's my, my way of remembering that nothing in life's about me. It's always about somebody else. I said, it's a full movement. You can go to the website, IamSecond.com or .org. I don't remember which it is, but I said, you'll find out more about it. She goes, what's this one that says walk humbly? I said, well, i got this this thing about ego. I was a Marine, and, and they teach us that we are one bad person. And I said, I have to remember daily that I need to walk humbly. It's never about me. She goes, wow. She goes, what's act justly? I said, act justly is so that when I'm talking to people, I'm not judgmental. But I do believe that you've got to you've got to go out there and you've got to look for justice and things. You've got to realize that it's never about you; it's about the truth. She goes, "What's this love mercy?" I said, "I realized a long time ago that I was a screwball. I was an egotistical individual looking for power. I had a lot of anger. I said, and the Lord gave me mercy, so I looked to give other people mercy." She goes, "There's a lot of this. she goes. This isn't about you." I said, "It isn't about me." All it's about is helping me to remember that I'm second and that I need to walk careful, that I need to treat people the way I want to be treated, that I need to, to go out of my way to pray and seek wisdom, not just go out there and make judgment calls. She goes, what about your other arm? I said, my other one, I have two bracelets. I said, one was given to me by my wife as a, as a sign that her love is always wrapped around my arm. And that no matter where I go, she's the one that I need to be thinking about, not some other woman, because I do a lot of traveling. I said, and the other one says courage, because I always want to have the courage to stand up for what I believe in and never back down from my values and my principles. Every tattoo I have on my body, the earring I have in my ear, everything is because each each time I learn this, folks, I get happier at knowing I'm living for a, a real big purpose in life. I don't care anymore what people say. I don't care if they make fun of what I might say or or mistake to say. I just know at the end of the day, everything that we do in life, we have to do for a purpose, and I'm doing it for my purpose. Dr. Henry Cloud writes something that I thought was pretty good. He says, God set up the universe. He makes promises about life, and then he expects us to do our part and not be lazy. 
You know how many times I hear Christians quote the Bible? Well, God made this promise. He didn't freaking make it to lazy people. He made it to people that were active. God told the Hebrews, the Israelites, I'm going to give you a promised land. He didn't say they didn't have to work for the gift. And they busted their butt. They had to dig deep. They went to war. He made the promise. They took action. They received the gift. Happiness is a gift. It's a gift that we have to work for every daggum day. We have to dig so deep because there's going to be crap in life that we got to go through. Jimmy Meyer is one of the greatest network marketers in history. He's one of the highest paid leaders in Primerica. At 21, was standing on stage, and I listened to him one day, and it made a big impact in my life. Because he said, you know what, I grew up on a farm. He goes, and every morning I had to dig through the pile of crap and put it on a truck so that we could fertilize. He goes, and as you started into that pile of crap, you looked pretty good. Not a big deal. I can make it. He goes, about halfway through that pile of crap, you're sweating. You're nasty. That crap cloud dust is all over you. You smell like a cow pie. He goes, you got to make a decision. Do I just turn around and blow it off and put all the crap that I've just gone through back? Or since I'm halfway through the pile of crap, do I just keep digging my way out the other side? Sadly, most people turn around. They go right back through the crap they just came out of. When really all you got to do is dig a little deeper. You just got to go forward a little bit more. You just got to go. If you will continue to keep your eyes on the ball, keep the eye on the big purpose that you have in life. And if you don't know what that is, then dadgummit, find it. It's never too late. I guarantee you, I can spend 15 minutes with a person and usually know what what their true purpose should be based on what their passions are, based on what they're saying to me. And sadly, most of them don't fulfill their purpose in life. It's those days that kill me. Because I walk away knowing I've done what I can do, but it's up to them to make the difference. And most of them won't do it. Most of them just just blow it off. Most of them don't care. Most of them want to whine, gripe, and moan. Most of them are so content in life that they've just become dull, negative, disillusioned crybabies. They want to find an excuse why everybody else is succeeding and they're not. They want to blame it on the rich man, the poor man, the black man, the white man, the Indian. It doesn't matter. You look through all through life and people have always been pointing fingers at somebody else for their problems. Instead of standing up and saying, I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to take it to the next level. I've got a second chance. I might be a nobody, I might be a, a, a has-been, but I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to go and make it happen. I'm going to change the world. See, God promises a lot. But we've got to initiate the faith. God promised us an abundant life, but He didn't say it'd be easy. We've got to work on happiness. We've got to take responsibility for it. We've got to get moving. I kind of equate it to salvation. 
Now, you that might not be a Christian may not know that word, and I'm sorry, that's just one of those Christianese that we use, but the Bible says that, that God gave us a gift, His Son, that His Son died on a cross so that we'd have our way to heaven. Now, and again, this isn't, I'm not trying to change your belief, just listen, this is my belief, so I want you to listen. But here's what happens. Nowhere in there did God say, I'm going to shove this gift down your throat. Not at all. He said, if you accept my gift, then your life will change. When Jesus decided to go to heaven, he said, I'm going to send you a comforter. It's the Holy Spirit. And and all Christians have the the gift of the Holy Spirit. They, that, that was a promise that was made, but you know what? Not all of them. Not all of them accept that gift. See, all through life we're given gifts. But if we don't open the gift, if we don't use the gift, if we don't keep the gift in good working order, then it doesn't do us a lot of good. Happiness is a gift. It's a gift that each of us deserve and each of us have been given. But we have to go for it. John Grissom was an attorney in a state legislature, but he always wanted to be a legislator, but he always wanted to be an author. Now, obviously, he was busy, had a full-time job, was taking care of his constituents, but he had a dream of writing a novel. So he got up a little early every day, and he wrote one page. Within a few years, he had a time to kill. Once that book got published, he sold over 100 million books since then. He didn't get started by being lazy. You want to have more time in the day, get up a little earlier. Go to bed a little later. Focus your time, but don't be lazy. Folks, I love this series. Dr. John or Dr. Henry Cloud has helped me so much over the years. It's a wonderful, wonderful book. Tomorrow, happy people don't wait for someday. That's going to be a good one. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous, stay strong. And remember, you've been listening to the Beachside CEO on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice of Positive Powered Radio.